0: Weep, oh children of the dust, for you have lost more beneath the sands than you will ever know. Welcome to the Shattered Cosmos. Uh, I am joined here today by a smaller subset of the Alchemist Club for session zero of our hiatus game.
1: Uh, I've got... Yeah. So, um, yeah, Uh, Daniel here. I'll be making a character, don't yet know the name, but I've got a general idea for it.
2: Hi, I'm Zach. I'm also gonna be doing the exact same thing. Except hopefully not the exact same character. If we somehow yeah. <laughs> separately come up with the exact same idea at the exact same time, then That'd be I, pretty I, rad. I, Look. That'd be really cool, but also slightly disturbing. That is
0: absolutely <laughs> possible in this setting. Like there there are any number of reasons you could be the same person from two different cloning pods or different timelines. <laughs> We're we're gonna get freaky with it, so okay. Uh, nothing's nothing's completely off the table, uh, and also
3: okay. Matt is here.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm
3: yep. Yeah, Matt's here, and I'm just gonna be mainly listening in, working on my character in the back, maybe asking a question or two, but COVID and not really wanting everyone to be delighted by my ASMR coughing <laughs> and wheezing. So,
1: so first off. Terror or Jesus, <laughs> Waffle. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I guess what do I you... should say that. Uh, hi, I'm Waffle. I'm going to be I'm the Waffle. DM. i you, Waffle. You play the DM. Yeah. Uh, I'm Daniel, and I'm playing whatever this character's name is going to be. I don't know just yet, but I, I do know a little bit about its backstory and class and stuff. But first of all, attributes. What do you prefer we do for those uh, scores? Uh,
0: as listed in the book, you are free to roll
1: or select an array. Uh, okay, find I, didn't, I didn't yeah. know if you were allowed to... Nope. if you wanted us to do one or the other.
0: Uh, for those of you playing along at home, uh, this campaign will not be in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We are going to be playing uh, Worlds Without Number, which is a uh, sort of OSR-inspired fantasy with a little bit of sci-fi sprinkled on it it's if you've ever played stars without number it's that but on a world instead of multiple um so we are going to be doing character creation for that and also it's a sparkly brand new homebrew setting so uh take everything you know and throw it out the door the saint harvard business school
2: wait right hey, i have to time out here brand new the this is your cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll,
0: we'll get to that. <laughs> okay,
2: all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about yeah, yeah. to say, I, I have played a different campaign of yours that also goes by the name Shattered Cosmos, and I'm yes. like, hmm. <laughs> okay, all right.
0: Some of, some of the more, uh, like, deep lore listeners who have listened to, I think, like I mentioned it in a DM corner or something, may have heard mm-hmm. me at one point or another allude to something called the Shattered Cosmos, Um. I I don't want to claim that I was doing cinematic universes before Marvel, but
4: <laughs>
0: I I may have been doing it before Marvel. Um essentially I uh I've run several campaigns now in my long and storied life and most or all of them are within the same multiverse, but not necessarily the same universe. Uh these universes can have different rules and different flavors and themes to them but they all have one sort of overarching similarity between them and that is a realm called exospace um the conceptually simplest way to think about it is that if all the universes in existence are bubbles exospace is the space between the bubbles and Uh, As happens in many of the universes in the Shattered Cosmos, uh, a well-meaning but possibly deluded scientist or sorcerer or other great mind will endeavor to poke a little hole in their bubble and see what's outside. And this event is known, uh, usually by the same name across uh, all the various bubbles that it takes place in, as the Breach. Uh, And it's not usually a great thing for the health of your ecosystems, by which I mean your galaxies. Uh, There are things that dwell out in exospace that are uh, strange and aberrant and exotic and sometimes hostile to the life that dwells within their fragile little bubbles. These so-called exodemons are not to be trifled with under the best circumstances, and Oftentimes, during a breach, they will invite themselves into a new host reality and make a couple changes. So uh, we'll get into the full details of exactly what that entails. But uh, this is a setting within uh, a shattered cosmos, one of these bubbles that has experienced the breach and uh, remains twisted and warped by its effects to this very day. you go. You're going to get a lot of those lore dumps. So just uh Yep. <laughs> everybody yep. buckle up.
2: <laughs> I I am firmly strapped in. Don't worry. <laughs> so, uh yeah, character creation
0: um it's just a simple 19 steps. So <laughs> um, uh, for those of you who have not heard the term OSR before, uh, it is known as old school revival. Uh people who are like, "You know what? Older D&D did some cool stuff. Let's look back at dungeons and hex crawls, and uh, you know, higher lethality, magic a little more wondrous, that kind of thing. So we'll we'll be leaning this way and that on the the various tropes and directions of exactly how old school this is versus not. But that's the starting point. And the starting point for you, unfortunate souls, is your attributes. Um, As noted on page six here, uh, you can either roll them, which is just 3d6, or you could take the array if you are not uh, feeling particularly lucky. Do note well, that uh, if you roll, you get to change 1 to 14, so even if you yes. absolutely bomb it on your dice, you can still uh, come out ahead. I rolled a f- I
1: rolled a 5 for one of them.
2: Ooh. So... Ooh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's like, what, a minus 2? Yes. Uh, I don't yes. know
0: what the... Uh, so... Oh, uh, so 4 to 7 is a minus is it 1. A minus... So no. it was a minus 1. Okay. Not, okay. Not,
1: so not not unsalvageable. <laughs> not great, but that's okay. I could work with that. Yeah, yeah. It just roll better. Yep. So even
3: if I have no idea what I'm gonna play yet, just because I'm still going through different ideas, Uh should I go ahead and could I go ahead and roll and then figure it out? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um And this is I'm not gonna be like a hard ass about this. If you If you absolutely tank on your rolls, or you're like, oh, I rolled this in order, but I was really hoping to make a dex focused character, not a charisma focused character, like we can, you know, we can take a couple stabs at this, or you can make characters until you find something that speaks to you. So I think rolling your attributes in order kind of gives you some inspiration, or it's at least like a foundational starting point. So I would recommend.
1: Well, um, I'm trying to figure out what is going to be um, a useful attribute for a necromancer. Is it intelligence, wisdom, or charisma?
0: So a mage,
1: um,
0: that is an excellent question, Uh, which is something you're going to hear me say a whole lot over the next hour, hour and a half. (laughs) However
2: long this goes. Yeah,
0: however long this goes. Uh, For those of you at home, this is going to be my first time DMing in Worlds Without Number, so uh, much of my prior experience is rendered moot. But that's fun. I I think that's exciting. I think the way that's going to work is... uh, Spellcasting is based on your magic skill, which
1: uses... Uh, huh. Okay, here Necromancer effort is calculated as usual with each PC's maximum being able to go on to their magic skill level plus the better of their intelligence or charisma modifiers. Okay, yep. So enter charisma. Yeah. Okay, well, my highest roll was an in int, and that was a 14, so hey, I'll take it. And everything else is, is just like middling. And then you do also get to 12s. add another
0: fourteen. Uh,
1: well, my rolled. strength, my strength was the five. Oh, yeah. so I made that a fourteen. There you go. I not want negative. Str- I mean, I don't know. I might want a little bit in con or in charisma because my charisma is twelve. These and that's going to be important to the character. These are the
0: choices that you will have to uh, yeah. grapple with What's... conceptually.
1: You know what? I just don't know. Okay, so magic is going to be something that we can't really rely on that often. Magic is that fair? Is a fairly like
0: big deal. Um, so in worlds without number, there's not really like cantrip spells. Uh, basically, anytime you are reaching into the the forces of magic around you to create an effect, it's a it's considered a like a big undertaking. So okay,
1: so I don't want five strength. <laughs> I'm going to be hitting things with sticks if, or other yeah, weapons. Yeah, if you
0: if you think that like you could also go for like a ranged thing and have like oh I have some throwing knives. Uh, but having a having a backup when the magic dries up is probably a reasonable idea. Yeah. I will say, though, I think Necromancer does have, because um, you get, uh, in addition to the spells, you get your like perks. I forget what they're called specifically.
2: Fockeye, um, right? Focuses?
0: Oh, the arts, yeah.
2: Oh, oh. So okay. like
0: for, for a magic tradition, um, not only do you get a spell list, but you get arts, which are kind of similar to like, 5e Warlock invocations where they're just kind of like passive perks that do magic stuff. So in the necromancer arts there's some stuff that like oh, uh whenever you deal damage with a melee weapon you get to steal some life or uh oh you can, you know, you can uh withstand one hit that would ordinarily kill you once per day. So um I would look through those arts and that might give you a sense of, like, what what combat roles you can lean towards.
3: So I did what you suggested, Awful, and just rolled them out in order. So I did 7 on Strength, 10 on Dex, 11 Con, 12 Intelligence, 13 Wisdom, 10 Charisma.
0: Nice. So I'm going to use that
3: change on Strength to change it to 14 from 7. All right. not what we're
0: new with this yet, but. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Zach, have you rolled attributes? Or are you uh, uh, just an array? What's your? I I have
2: rolled a set of attributes. I'm trying to decide if I want that or if I want to use the array. Oh, <laughs> okay,
0: fair. Totally fair.
2: Um, because <laughs> they're. It's funky. I got a 10 in strength, a 10 in dex, a 13 in constitution, a 17 for intelligence, a 9 in wisdom, then a 13 in charisma. Um, Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I have that 17, which is very tempting, but (laughs) I don't know if I want to play an intelligence-based character.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's totally valid. Um, Do you... So you were going for kind of like a rogue-type...
2: Yeah, I think I was gonna try to be an expert class, mm-hmm. but we can get to that in a bit. I've still got to try and figure out the background and everything.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll um, I'll go over that because the background's a little confusing as far as yeah events and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to keep grappling with whether or not you want to swap in the fourteen for decks or do an array, yeah, I'll.
2: Or... I'll I'll keep that in the back of my mind here. <laughs> don't worry. All
1: right, cool. I'm I'm gonna circle back to it while I'm looking at the next steps. Yeah, for sure. Because I still haven't decided if I'm gonna make my strength a a fourteen or just leave it at a five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
0: and this is one of those things where like you know you get to the end of this process, you don't like your character, consign them to the void, start over. It's totally fine. Uh,
1: backgrounds,
0: you all know what a background is. It's it's where you were before you're here yeah um there's a whole bunch of. Uh, i wish you could
1: pick two (laughs) like i wish there was a way to dip into two and like only get the skill the level zero skill from one um and roll from maybe the other or something i don't know because i because the character i had in mind multiple backgrounds fit that character slave Mm -hmm. performer scholar not so much scholar um
0: so um something else you're gonna get later on like think, uh your foci is a good place to also reflect your background like the the choice of focus that you pick is gonna be reflecting that and then you also get one free skill from like any skill so that could also be like oh i'm gonna use that free skill gotcha. to represent sneak or something because i was okay i was a noble but i was also a criminal kind of thing so well, and
3: if th- these backgrounds to don't see work, what, huh? Yeah, I, I just rolled to see what happened, so. And I got a soldier. Oh, to 18. pick your background?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, neat.
3: But you're, I'm, I'm just kind of letting the dice yeah? figure things out for this There's, right now. So. Uh, there are so many
0: tables in Worlds Without Number that you can just roll on, and it'll just generate like a reasonably compelling event or location. It's great.
1: If yeah. you choose to roll for your skills, you can roll up to three times, dividing up your rolls between the growth and learning tables as you wish. But isn't one a d6 and one a d8?
0: Yeah, so you, no. um,
1: okay. you pick... Oh, you okay, you, you have to pick before you roll, yeah. okay. You
0: say, I'm going to um, roll once on growth, twice on learning, kind of thing.
1: When you roll on the growth, some results may yep, add to your okay, that could be useful. I could I could bring back strength a little bit and not <laughs> Oh no, a seven is still a minus one, isn't it? Yes. Well, and
0: you you will have the option to increase your attributes later on. Like it's it's uh much less stingy with increasing them than like fifth edition where you only do it four times. Yeah. So your initial stats are important but they're not the they're not set in stone necessarily.
1: Okay. Where oh, where do the backgrounds go? There they are. Okay. Hmm, so
0: you get a free skill uh, based on your background. Perform. And then uh, Quick you skills can either... are
1: convince and connect.
0: So quick skills is just if you If you don't want to think about background, it's just take these two and be done.
4: Okay. As opposed to if
0: you want to pick yourself or roll instead, it's trying to give you like options for doing this a little bit
1: faster if you don't want to fiddle around with the rolling. Does learning that will give you that will level up a certain skill? Uh, so it'll either give you the skill if you don't have it or
0: level it up if you do. Okay.
1: And you can't go past one at as, Correct. as you're starting out. Okay.
0: Uh, if you so if you had let's say you were artisan and you already had craft one and then you rolled craft on the learning table, you would just pick any skill instead.
1: Right. So zero what is a level zero denote? I mean that that's just you have access to that skill and you get no modifiers and a level one is you get a plus one modifier. Yeah. Uh
0: so level zero plus your
1: well plus your the you know, the attribute, stuff, yeah.
0: So level zero is like you have been formally trained in yeah. this skill. Level you're, you're one an is like in
1: this yeah in this skill you're not like really good at it.
0: Level one's like you're a professional. You've been doing this for a while. Uh, I'm gonna keep falling back to the craft analogy or the example here just because it's in front of my face. So a a person with no craft skill um, physically could not. Like attempt certain checks. Like if they are like, "Oh, yeah. I'm gonna use craft to make a suit of armor." If you didn't have the craft zero, um, I would say no, you're not. Uh, you <laughs> you don't know the first thing about smithing or armor assembly or anything. But if you had craft zero, you could at least attempt it. Other okay. skills.
2: What this hammer do?
0: Yeah, other skills are like a little more forgiving. Like if you if you don't have training and notice, you can still use it. Um, it just won't be, you know, as uh, acute or effective. Okay. And then weapons specifically, if you don't have uh, a combat skill and you try to use that type of combat, you take a minus two to your attack rolls.
1: So, oh crap! I don't know what combat is open to mages. Uh, I assume really simple stuff. So, oh, um, okay,
0: the like. I don't think there's weapon proficiencies per se. I will double check that. But there are three combat skills. There's stab, punch, and shoot. And that covers the entire range of weapons. <laughs> uh, stab, obviously, is melee weapons. Punch is unarmed or like, you know, uh, brass, knuckles. brass knuckles. Thank you. And then Mm -hmm. shoot is anything that that shoot
2: punch would be fall rock specialty. You know, (laughs) of course I know that one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, I don't think there's like specific. Oh, mages can only use uh, you know, mages can only use daggers or something. It's more about whether or not you have proficiency in that skill to begin with. So. You could take, as a mage, uh, like, stab rank 0 and then carry a spear, and that would be a perfectly reasonable thing.
1: So, 14 is a threshold for a plus 1 modifier, uh, correct. and it goes to 17? Uh, 17 is where a plus 2 kicks Th- so it's fourteen uh, to sixteen for uh, plus one. Eighteen, sorry. Okay. Eighteen okay. is when
0: plus two kicks in. Uh, fourteen is when plus one kicks in. Okay. There's
1: a table on page eight. I uh, I rolled, I rolled growth and I got plus one to any stat.
2: Nice.
1: Ah. No, I wanted a plus two, or I wanted Aww. any skill, or <laughs> I, literally anything but a anything one. Anything else? was <laughs> <Yes>, the brakes. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And none of my skills or none of my attributes are close to a threshold. so.
4: Okay.
0: But again, every time you level up, you're going to be able to choose to either put your skill points into skills or attributes. So um, if you have one that you want to start working on, it'll save you some time later.
1: Yeah, I just don't know how important <laughs> charisma is going to be. It said intelligence and charisma for necromancers, but yeah, you can use either.
2: Yeah, this this seems to be pretty flexible in that like there's not a specific one that's your spellcasting modifier. It's the higher of either one. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: well, shit, I want to be charisma based, not intelligence based. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll make charisma a, a fourteen. Then strength is go. just going to be a five. That's it. Them's the them's the them's breaks. The br- and now it's a now it's a fucking fifteen. All right. Okay, we're gonna roll again.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to roll once on growth and okay, twice physical. on learning. I am I think I'm going to be a hunter background.
1: Ooh, okay. Uh, well, that won't get me there with con, but I'll be close the next time if I want the option.
2: I have plus two physical, which means I can put two points into strength, dex, or con. Correct. Or I can split up those points, right? Yep. Okay. okay
1: What's so- the... What's the hit and dodge mechanic? Like, basically Uh, the AC equivalent.
0: So, you, yeah, you have an AC. um, Okay. And you have an AC and you have saving throws. Uh, Saving throws are uh, evasion, intelligence, uh, some other ones. Um, I can go double check how you calculate AC. It's, uh, where is that?
1: Is Dex an important stat for it, like in D and D?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, where is it? It's in the. Uh, page
3: thirty-five. What What does plus two to physical mean? Uh, it means you can put that attribute increase into any of the physical stats. So. Okay, gotcha. Uh, means like, Dex or con? Yeah, yeah. And there's
0: one for mental if. Yep. Yeah. So um, your AC is ten plus your Dex mod, uh, and then uh, modified by your uh, what kind of armor you're wearing.
1: Gotcha. Okay. All right, we're gonna roll learning. Five. Perform. Okay. So I'm perform level one. There you go. Yeah.
3: I think I'm gonna roll twice for growth and once for learning. So, right, okay. it's like if you, if you roll, you get three rolls. Correct. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Okay. <laughs> because you might get screwed over.
2: I, I, I have faith in my dice. <laughs> Famous last words, probably, but
4: All right. uh,
2: right. they've treated me to ex- almost exactly what I was looking for. Um, So I got sneak and exert from my learning table. And then I got the plus two physical from my growth. So that's fantastic.
3: Yeah. There you go. Plus two to physical as well for my growth. So I can put that in decks. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: And my other one was the any skill. So that's just what. um, What does that mean?
2: Oh, it's literally any Just you pick a skill and you put your first level, your level zero into it, right? You just learn that skill?
3: Sorry, say again? Uh, So I rolled a six, which is any skill?
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, So that is, you can either uh, make a skill uh, rank zero learned, or you can bump one from zero to one.
3: Okay, so like, I think right now I have any combat at zero. So I could bump that to one? Yes. All right, I think I'm going to do that.
0: Yep, so you could put um, shoot, stab, or punch at rank one.
3: Just one of them. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Let's do stab. And then my learning. uh exert whatever
0: that is uh exert is like your athletics or strength um typically you would use it to kind of push your physical limits to lift something or push something or like endure uh, gotcha. exertion for a long amount of time that kind of thing it's like lifting lifting a car off a person would be exert gotcha Okay, everyone done with backgrounds?
1: Yeah, yep. I'm looking at foci now.
0: Yeah, so foci are, in a lot of ways, kind of like the meat of your uh, like character differentiation. They're a little bit like perks in 5e, but you get more of them, and in some senses, they're
1: a little more impactful. How do you know how many you get?
0: Uh, what class did you pick? Your mage. pure mage? So you get one. Yeah. Damn. Um, certain uh, I think experts get two, warriors mm-hmm. get one plus a combat one, and then the reason mages only get one is because you get a magic tradition, which is basically a foci. Gotcha. So, yep. Uh, you got your list here.
2: I'm super tempted to be an adventurer, but I don't know what kind of (laughs) adventurer.
3: Just seems like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a soldier. But yeah, I don't know, or a warrior. Sorry, yeah, I don't know.
1: Is concentration on spells a thing in this? Kind of. Um, Okay, because I'm looking at Die Hard right now, and if I'm, and if I'm a necromancer. I want to be hard to kill, so that whatever I've created or summoned <laughs> or revived yeah. can dish out enough damage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Before I so, die, um, there is something
0: in this system called effort, and this is a specifically like a magic uh, thing. And so you might have a pool of, I think it's like one plus your magic stat of effort. So like, let's say three. Um, a particular effect or a spell might tell you to expend effort or I think it tells it tells you to commit effort for a certain amount of time. And so uh, you can only do that as long as you have like some in your pool. So you might have like a magic shield art that's like commit effort for the scene. uh while this effort is committed, you have plus two ac against ranged attacks. Um, so those are kind of like your, passive spells that you can have running um i don't know if necromancer has anything that's like commit effort to raise a corpse but i suspect they do okay um because die hard sounds really nice die hard is pretty awesome uh this is a pretty lethal system so having a little bit of durability never hurt nobody uh it makes sense for my character too surprising hard to kill survive injuries uh yeah extra two hit points is a lot
1: for first level um, You can automatically stabilize if mortally wounded.
0: Provided you have not been incinerated, dismembered, or destroyed.
1: Uh huh. I'll
0: keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, I've been
0: mortally wounded. I stabilized. Oh, oh you fell Ow. onto a spike trap. Oh, uh, did I say spike trap? I meant a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old You're... zombie
2: land rule double tap. Yeah.
0: Oh, You've the wood chipper's actually pureed. on fire. um <laughs> No, okay. Uh the one thing that is sort of a concentration analog uh that you might have to get used to in this system is that uh on your turn as a spellcaster, if you have taken damage this round, you cannot cast a spell.
1: Okay. So a higher AC would be a better idea. Like higher don't AC take would be really good. To begin... So impervious defense. Uh where is that one? It's on well on the PDF twenty seven okay. bottom right. Oh yeah, you have an innate AC of fifteen plus half your character level rounded up. Yeah. So at level one, I would have sixteen AC. Yeah, that's that's incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, um,
0: and that's really good because mages don't wear armor, so uh, that would give you some uh some serious evasion. So that's uh fifteen plus your dex mod plus half your character level. And wow. My, my dex mod is zero, so yeah. still though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's really good. <laughs> yeah. And then the the level two of that, where you can just be like, nah, doesn't hit me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can shrug off any single weapon attack or physical trauma inflicted. Falling can't be resisted this way imposter ooh disguises poisoner oh polymath jack of all trades okay yeah polymath is neat. why is it poly why is it polymath uh
0: it's an old uh it's an old timey term okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh it's it's from the Greek, uh, pelumis, meaning have learned much.
1: The let's, let's see. Ooh, lucky though, lucky. Lucky. Once per week, good. a blow or effect that would otherwise have left you killed, more of the wounded, or rendered helpless somehow fails to connect. <laughs> you can make any rolls related to games of chance twice, taking the better roll. <gasps> oh. <laughs> So wait, can I go back? Can I go back to my skills, my growth, and my learning roles? Yeah, what are you? <laughs> no, because oh. I I get, oh, I get...
0: <laughs> no, you can't use lucky on meta stats. But I greatly appreciate the attempt. <laughs> that that kind of that's the kind of bullshit I would allow in my lancer campaign, but unfortunately um, not here.
1: Uh, <laughs> not enough sevens. That. it's
2: okay. Not We're only rolling d six
1: genuine not genuinely um <laughs> seeking it out no but. but that's the kind of stuff that you gotta
0: leverage when i'm your dm like <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> if you can convince me it's like dumb and meta and cool i'm you've got like a 75 percent
1: chance of it working <laughs> unique gift your yeah so... someone un- unusual ability or magical knack that can't ad- so a cantrip huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that would be something that would
0: fall into that slot um something like being able to uh like shock people like fairy fire yeah or fairy fire or something like that um one of the examples i list they list there i think is like breathing underwater so it would be like a
1: Yes, a reasonably
0: powerful uh, innate ability, yeah.
1: In the right setting. Right, yeah. One that would be if useful we're out in in the, the if we're setting. out in the desert, you know. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys, let's go to the bar. I'll put a I'll put a keg on my head and, and <laughs> not drown. <laughs> <laughs> let's win some money. Um. Xeno blooded. Oh uh, so this is uh Is that like blighted? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Zeno-Blooded okay. is uh you have been like genetically altered by uh off world presence, essentially. Um while we're talking about Foci, this is also uh where you would take something to make yourself like noticeably non human. Um like Zach, I know we talked briefly about uh, yeah, sort of a like demi human desert animal person, um, yeah, so this would take one of your foci slots and then uh the focus that you would take instead there's basically origin, right yeah, yeah, there's or... so there's a list of <laughs> it's a uh, an interesting way they do it down in the monster manual, basically. Uh, they have, like, for each type of monster, they have an origin foci associated with it.
2: Oh, really? So I didn't it's like, get that far.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, like, any... Or not any monster, but most of the monsters down there have something that's like, hey, if your player, You want to make a
1: character?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if your player character yep. is, like, half Anakin or, like... You know, uh, a dwarf. Here's what they could have as their foci.
2: What page does that monster manual <laughs> start on? Um,
0: <laughs> I thought it was like no, not. So 80. you're gonna want to look. It... Uh, page three eleven has the uh, you know, demi humans for other settings, and then if okay. you scroll back up from there, there's some other examples. But
2: yeah,
0: uh, sure. that might be one where ultimately we have to just make something up, which is. Yeah, that's fine. Totally doable. Um it kind of comes down to what racial or species abilities you think are most evocative or indicative of your heritage. Well,
1: what what's the what's our going to be our usual setting? Like it, are 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 we out in a, a desert plain? Are we in a temperate setting? Yeah. Is it a tundra. Uh, now's a is good time it, to go over that. Is it mild? Okay. Uh,
0: so the setting for this particular ill-advised venture is a um, a place called the Howling City. Uh, this is, uh, as previously talked about, uh, in a galaxy that has been shredded by the breach. Uh, the Skies are split with iridescent cracks uh, radiating outward from the point where reality was broken. Uh, These emanate all kinds of otherworldly energies down into the worlds. One such planet that has been uh, essentially bombarded by this exospace radiation for centuries is called Spite. And you live there, uh, unfortunately. And this planet is predominantly sort of an arid, blasted desert waste. And the majority of life that still clings to this world uh, does so inside these very, very large uh, arcologies from before the breach. And these are essentially uh, giant metropolises or, you know, super futuristic cities that were built thousands of years ago and have since fallen into ruin and waste. But uh, it is a testament to the skill of the builders that the cities still stand against the howling winds and scouring sands. And so you are going to be in uh, one such city, the Howling City. Essentially, uh, I'm trying to... Think of the best way to do this because i want you to know what your characters know but also have enough info here that our viewers are not just completely like lost um mm-hmm. you are or were up until very recently uh, citizens of the city of Sharoon, which is a city that sits on the edge of this ruined arcology and It's a more traditional kind of city. It's like walled. There's houses. There's civilian populace kind of thing. Um, And it is ruled over by a supernatural entity known as the Lord of Gold. Uh, There are other such lords on this world. Um, I think the number right now is six. Um, I asterisk on that. It might be five. I don't remember. Basically... Each of the cities that you would know of is ruled over by one of these lords. Um, they are a. It is known that they are not human. Uh, they are some sort of supernatural uh, demigod like entity that uh, protects these cities from the elements and the ravages of exospace and everything else. And in return, you know, people live and toil under the whims of the lords and uh to answer your question in a very long roundabout way you are going to be spending most of your time in the ruins of an ancient metropolis that is surrounded on pretty much all sides by inhospitable desert crossing between these great arcologies is not a task for the faint of heart and most people spend the majority of their lives uh, sort of anchored to one. This was before your time, but you would have heard stories of the time that the entire city of Sharoon was actually picked up and moved to its current location uh, adjacent to the Howling City as part of a military campaign. The Lord of Gold essentially decreed that all houses and all walls and the palace itself be moved brick by brick across the uh, sun-drenched wasteland to your current location.
2: Okay.
1: So you have to spend the whole guy... Say again. You have to you have to spend a folk eye to get an origin focus. Yes. Okay. So if you if you don't want to be human, you have to spend a folk eye on it.
0: And that's um, I I would say I'm pretty negotiable as far as like if you want to appear non-human and you just don't get any supernatural abilities from it, that's fine like okay
1: i was thinking a lizardman
0: yeah humanity earlier, but... um any any i say humanity i want you to put like four sets of quotation marks on either side of it because <laughs> um we're talking about a you know a world that has been bathed in strange eldritch energies for centuries and before that it was at the you know the height of technological civiliz- civilizational prowess as part of an empire that stretched across the stars. So uh humanity as a concept was already pretty nebulous at the time. Um someone who has scales and someone who has sets of horns and you know someone else who has furred hooves might all be considered sort of vaguely human in one particular cluster but um if you were like further afield than that kind of where uh you're a lizard person and you have like infrared vision or uh the ability to breathe fire that's when you would start to get into like you're different enough that it would consume a foci
1: okay and then i think the the breath weapon is like an advanced lizard man property too it says it's level oh. two. Oh, oh yeah, it does. Yep, I. Oh. Yes. I would. I would need two foci points. Yep. How and often you'll... do you get those?
0: Um, I think you get one at level two, level five, level seven, and level ten. So. Yep. They are a little more rare, but not like unobtainable.
1: Does this only scale to ten? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah.
2: Big um Decisions, right?
1: <laughs> well, so I could essentially the folk I have taken. I'll have an AC <laughs> of sixteen. Great. Yeah. I become a lizardman, and my unarmored class base is thirteen. And if I wear armor, I get a plus one bonus on its AC. Oh, if you wear better armor, okay.
0: Yeah, so that's um, um, like
1: if you wore a set of armor
0: that was like AC fifteen, you it get it, it would, would be, be 16. sixteen. Yeah.
1: So okay. Yeah. You you gain stab and survive as bonus skills. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't. hardy bunch. I'm not gonna go for it.
2: Zach or Matt, any questions on the focus? Uh, decision paralysis more than anything.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm struggling with it, too. How, how many do you get?
0: Uh, it depends on what class you take.
2: So for you're being a warrior, right?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So you so get one getting... of any oh, wow. kind, and then one that's like specifically referenced for combat. They don't have, like, a tag on yeah. the focus
3: yeah, to let you know it's whether it's pretty, combat or pretty, non-combat, but...
1: It's very clear, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Unique Gift could be combat-oriented. It could. If it's a damage. It's spell. true. It absolutely could. I would argue for it. If I if I had more than one folk eye, <laughs> I get I get spells. I won't complain. Well, I'm going to roll my HP, which is 1d6 minus 1. <laughs> plus your con. Yeah. My con is 12. Well. <laughs> it's a, well. No, it's 11.
4: Uh, I,
1: don't uh, a, I don't get a plus. <laughs> it, it is.
0: It will uh, hearten you to know that you cannot have lower than 1 HP.
3: <laughs>
2: oh worst wow. case scenario yeah. you've got one yeah i could
3: roll a one you here. could roll a one minus
0: one that'd be zero but i'm
1: on going one. to be the most fragile <laughs> no oh shit <laughs> and i have five strength i've got a i've got glass hands too <laughs> It am be hard to hit, and then... Yeah, and then when they, it, they finally do... All it you... takes is one. <laughs> when they finally do, you're going to break like a piece of pottery. <laughs> I might as well spend my folk eye on becoming an automaton instead. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Fuck.
0: Okay.
2: I think... I think I'm going to be an adventurer. Part expert, part mage. Okay. It scares me because I haven't... It, I've read a whole bunch on Focuses and everything else, but I have not read much of anything on Magic. So, here we go. But <laughs> I got the 17 for Intelligence, so it's like, well... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: use it if you got it.
0: Okay, let, sorry. I'm bouncing around between spots here. Uh, okay. Which type of adventure are you being again? Just like uh, all, The all, all.
2: Expert Mage. Okay. Half. Half, half, half spit. Yeah. So... Okay. I'll get one a non-combat focus and one of any focus because that's being an expert yep um and then i'll get half of whatever mage tradition i i select
0: yeah um and that's
2: uh that's detailed a little bit more down in the mage section yeah which is where i have not read (laughs) (laughs) to. so we'll see
1: yeah i haven't read like any of the spells
0: they're they're cool. Uh, they are very wacky, but in a, a fun way.
1: I just saw at the start that necromancy was an option. I'm like, well, <laughs> here we go. go. So I'm gonna roll my health. Send me your energy. <laughs> oh, let's go. Oh my god. Did you roll a one? I rolled a one. Oh
0: jeez. No! Oh, no!
1: Oh, so God.
0: I I have good news. Yeah. Um, the good news is that you re-roll your entire health pool every time you level up. So, really? Uh, so you might not be at one health forever. So your your health could get worse. I mean, my no kid, no, no, no my can <laughs> <day> get worse. <laughs> uh, your health. So if you roll Suckers. if you roll below what your current value is, it just goes up by one instead. Okay. So okay. It, it's possible to only oh, go up Oh, so by I can one. I could have
1: two health? Whoa. <laughs> well, no, so I'm Whoa. saying that when you reach <laughs> I can level double 2, double my health pool. When you reach level 2, you could uh you roll 2d6 fresh. So, you could get up to 12 minus 2 health. <laughs> yeah, but if I roll two ones, it's minus 1 and it'll be a one again. Yeah. And then you'll have two health. And then I'll have two health. I'll have doubled <laughs> Either oh way, boy. your
0: survivability is going through the roof. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna die.
1: <laughs> Probably. Do you do you die <laughs> at zero, like, automatically? No, how, you're, how uh, you're
0: like, mortally wounded. And then you have uh, six rounds to get you back on your, like, to stabilize.
1: <laughs> you, like, slap me on the shoulder and I'm, I'm rolling death safe. <laughs> oh, God. You're,
0: uh, I mean... To me this is an interesting question
1: of like why are you so frail? What is it this about your It's because I've been a f I've been a fucking slave. There you go. Oh. Yep. This is this is why my character gambles, because they have <laughs> nothing to lose. Little high, little low. Easy come, <laughs> easy go. Okay. Look at these necromancer spells. Maybe that'll make me feel better. And <laughs> turns out they all have a health cost of one. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need a health pool. I just need to to summon something with a health pool. Right. Can I cast necromancy on myself after I die? <laughs> a delayed necromancy spell?
4: <laughs> oh!
1: That explains my one HP. Yeah, I'm you're actually a zombie. I'm, I'm actually a zombie. <laughs> uh,
4: Incredible. Okay. I
1: can dig it. I can dig yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like that. I've uh, I've been raised, and hell, I'm I'm sampling the the goods. You're I'm, you're half I'm undead on your mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> my father was he was a character yeah that's why you have class levels
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean <laughs> I, I i'm sure i meant exactly what i meant
4: <laughs> uh
0: uh-huh. um so yeah the way necromancer i mean starts on page 82 but essentially you pick um you pick an art and then you also
1: get a certain number of spells. All necromancers gain magic as a bonus skill, acquiring it at level zero or level one if it was already level zero. What? Uh, so... I need to go back to the mage class because I didn't read that at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's there's a magic skill. It's like a it's like Arcana Be- um... that comes with becoming a mage uh well it would come with becoming a necromancer okay um,
1: so then so then how do you i guess from a foci you could get magic well you could also take it as part of an or... any skill
0: on like the growth gotcha. tables, or,
1: okay uh
0: you could take it as your skill for uh your like random free skill that you get
1: I don't I get a random free skill
0: so everybody um after you've chosen your foci and everything you just get to pick one more skill just any okay. skill and you can either uh take that skill or uh level up one that you're already proficient in but that happens at the very end so you don't have to worry about that yet
1: yeah where the I must have passed. Mage page. Is it uh, yeah, no, but,
0: no. It's because the class section is only like three pages. Uh, mage yeah. is on page 19.
1: Found it. Well, it's 22 on my. Oh, PDF. yeah, PDF. I've gone off the. Uh...
2: Oh. <laughs> okay. So I've been scrolling through the partial mages. Uh, yeah. Partial vowed is just monk.
0: Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't need it. I don't <laughs> This is SpongeBob at the glass of water. Just I don't uh, need it. I don't need it. I need do it. I need it. I'm gonna do something different this time, I swear.
0: <laughs> All I can advise you, uh from heck? a legal standpoint, is to do what's in your heart.
1: <laughs> That's not legal advice. <laughs> Listen here, you. Some mage traditions involve no spell casting at all. Yes. Restricting their focus entirely to the strange arcane gifts their forebears have developed. Oh. Uh, their spell-like abilities.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have spell-like abilities. Uh, basically, they only get arts; they don't get a spell list.
1: So. Is raised uh, dead a spell-like ability?
0: <laughs> uh, I think raised dead is just a spell. I know. Yeah, raise corpse is a level two spell.
1: I can't even do it at
0: level one. You can't do it
1: at level one Uh, in D&D. But that's my character background. Fuck. (laughs) That was the whole
3: point. I think my focus is going to be shocking assault and diplomatic grace. Ooh, okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, would now be a good time to talk about shock damage? Because I know I brought this up to you. I was confused, but it's super interesting.
0: Um... Let me scroll my way over to the combat. Um, So, yeah, you may have noticed uh, in some of the foci, it alludes to something called shock damage. Uh, This is a special type of damage that interacts with armor. Uh, Let me... So, yeah. um, Weapons have, like regular damage and then they also have a shock rating and it's always listed as like shock and then a number and then a slash and then another number and the first number is how much shock damage it does and the second is the AC rating so uh, like something that says shock 215 means that it does two points of shock damage to any target with 15 or less AC um and then more heavily armored targets are immune to that shock um and this is like a melee attacks only kind of thing. Uh I I keep saying it's uh, to do with armor, but it's I guess it's kind of the a- opposite actually, but um uh, Oh, yes, here it is. So specifically what shock damage does is that an attack never does less damage on a hit than it would do in shock. So Um, if you hit someone with a shock four weapon, and you roll three damage, you would do four damage instead. So it's like uh, damage reliability.
2: Interesting. It's it's so cool.
0: Yeah, it's it seems really complicated. Um, the the best way to like understand it is just to basically like look at the weapons. And see which weapons have shock and which weapons don't. And um, like you'll notice, the hammers, uh, specifically like the war hammer and the great hammer, have a shock value of two eighteen, which means they pretty much always deal damage to a target. Like if you if you hit it, like because um, they're really really good against armored foes. And then something that's Crappy against armor might have like shock 1 3 or 113, uh, and it's like uh, it's less effective against. Uh, there comes a certain threshold of armor where you can just sort of shrug it off.
1: Is a high mage?
0: Uh, so high is mage is like a... a more of a classical wizard.
1: Okay, I was just wondering if that was just what every spellcaster had access to. Nope. Uh, it's it, uh, a I'm, specific. i scrolling through, and it's I couldn't find the.
0: So there's uh the confusion there is there is something called um high magic which most everybody has some access to. But then the high mage is specifically really, really good at high magic, which is um, like more of a like classical style magic where uh, the effects are very like wizardy. Mm. Um, but for the most part, uh, you've got your
1: own spell decree listening. of lithic dissolution. Yeah, yeah.
0: When
1: when your spell has the word decree in it and lithic, <laughs> look. Sometimes uh, you just gotta decree. That sounds something. like high magic. <laughs> Evert the inwardness deluge of hell. The excellent transpicuous transformation. Yeah. E T T for. Or T-E-T-T. Tet, for short. Disjunctive Temporal Reversion. Conjunction of the Inexorable Step. The Dazzling Prismatic Hemicycle. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, I'm not gonna forget the spell name, at least. Yeah? But I'm not a High Mage, so. Like, it's every
0: time you and... Every time you obnubilate the will, you're going to know. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, did you just prudentially transient abnegate that life?" <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that was fire. Phantasmal Mimesis? It's uh it's one of their best albums.
1: Okay. So, magic is a bonus skill. It's now oh boy, level 0. The arts of life and death require a proper education in the occult to practice correctly. Some of... Oh! Some of the latter, necromancy spells, are on the following pages, but others doubtless exist.
0: Yeah, and that's... um. You are highly encouraged both from the GM side and the player side to be like... Well, armored
1: or holding a shield. Well, I wasn't planning on wearing armor anyway because my AC is already fabulous. There you go. I just need some some more meat on my bones. (laughs) Yeah. Necromancers are not as talented as General High... Oh, no, no, are they not? High magic? Fucking high (laughs) mages. Fucking upturned nose and their droopy eyes and <laughs> long wizard what sleeves
0: <laughs> always smell like candles
2: Look, we gotta we gotta turn it back on high mages. Joe is going to listen to this episode <laughs> and then kick us all off because I mean, he yeah, would totally yeah. play a high Mages. Like, it's little
3: just bit. going to be a hiatus, also. There's a new cast of the Alchemist.
0: <laughs> and they're gonna have have, you, they're gonna pick up our characters like they never left and just he's gonna continue on without <laughs> us.
1: Have you guys <laughs> seen or read Spy Family? Yes. It's very cute. The the headmaster, who's obsessed with elegance, that's the high mage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. That's who I'm picturing. Although I kind of like him, so... <laughs> I can't really hate high mages if that's... If that's the man representing them. Bone talker. Ooh. Uh... I get a... Are these skills?
0: So these are your are necromantic oh, arts. arts. Okay. And the the table there shows you when
1: you get to pick new arts. Okay. Well, I'm a full necromancer, so at level one, my max level... So I guess the max level spell I can cast is one? Yeah. And I can cast one spell. Yep. And I can prepare three. Yep. Arts gained. Any one. Okay. Do I need like a focus? Well, that's really confusing with what I (laughs) have. No. Do I need need a a, spell focus?
0: You do not need a casting implement, although you can have one if you want for flavor. Um I do. Generally, it's just you have to have an open hand or like a free hand. But if you want to a... have a skull instead and be like, "Hey, bony, you want to show him what for?" and he goes,
3: "Ah, ah, 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 ah!"
1: I would allow that. <laughs> now more of a more. It's a it's a pan flute. Oh. Oh, Necromancers can pick. He's got the performer background. He was a slave. Oh hey. yeah, kind of like a
0: yeah. All right, that's cool
1: necromancers can pick an art specific to their tradition from the adjacent list further arts are learned as they advance in character level as given in the tables below once chosen an art cannot be changed so pick something good master of bones well i don't even need to read it i have to pick it <laughs> uh undead must roll twice to save versus your abilities or spells and take the worst roll. uh uh-huh. So they, it's kind of like a favored enemy. They get disadvantage.
0: Yeah. So you can also build a necromancer as kind of like an anti-undead,
1: yeah, like expert. That's kind of that's kind of lame though, right? <laughs> I mean, hey guys, I'm a I'm an anti I'm an anti necromancer. I know all their weaknesses. Yeah, it's like okay, so your so you're a but you're a necromancer. Yeah, but I'm really good against other necromancers. Yeah, I specialize in. I'm a necromancer that that fights necromancer. It's like the um fantasy version of like.
0: Two hackers having a battle in the middle of like a gunfight, and they're like, Oh, you You're hacked the white my hat drone. Well, I knew you were gonna hack my drone, so I hacked your hacking.
2: <laughs> You're the white hat necromancer, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god.
0: It's like think about it. You're in an area where there's necromancers and you die. Wouldn't you rather be in the presence of somebody that you know is going to give you the proper kind of burial rather
1: than, like, leave you for the necromancers. Oh, my God. False death. I can pl- I can play dead. Yeah. Commit effort as an instant action. While it remains committed, you appear dead. That's how I get around the one health pool.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just won't attack me because they think I'm dead. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, that would like you, you like dodge an attack and then pretend that it hit you with performance and then just drop dead.
1: Oh God, keeper of the dead. Oh yeah, performance. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I, but this is a, this is an ability. I don't need to, re- I don't need to rely on skill checks.
0: True. Uh, appear dead to all mundane examination, but like the.
1: Oh, is that what it says?
0: Well, so specifically, the oh, performance would be yeah. for like the the middle bit where somebody like bumps hey, you with the shaft guy. of a spear and you're like, huh,
4: uh, uh, ah, I'm mortally
0: wounded now. <laughs> yeah. Rather than having to actually take a sword wound and then fake death. Cause that won't work for you.
2: A fun question. Yeah. I, So I'm I'm just reading. Just promise I'm just reading through (laughs) the arts of the vowed. Right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Style weaponry. You pick three general classes of weapons. Uh, When using weapons of those classes, you may use punch for hit rolls instead of stab or shoot. (laughs) Can I choose bows? Uh, I don't see why not. (laughs) Oh my god! I can punch with a bow.
0: Yeah, I th- so I could
2: could. I'm not me, doing that.
0: To me, that's more like you are able to throw arrows like darts. But oh if, if you want to interpret it as like you are punching with a bow, that's that's allowable.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I I think I'm it's just i reading that, some of these... um under like ruled as written for uh, what was the name of it the a style weaponry um, yeah it doesn't say that you can't use that on hurlants
2: <laughs> oh my god
0: and you know what that would be is that would be um, that one movie where they are firing guns with like martial arts that allows the bullets to arc.
2: What? What is that What movie, movie is this? Hang on,
0: I gotta go look this up.
2: Harlan's, by the by, are just this setting's version of guns oh, of various uh, sizes?
0: Wanted from 2008.
2: I, Hang on, I watched I... a different version of Wanted than you. <laughs>
1: Wanted? Isn't that the movie?
2: Where they curve the, the bullet, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't remember Morgan the Freeman, Angelina Jolie. That no, but it's specifically the idea that
0: they do like uh, martial arts, fu. hand motion, gung fu in order to uh, put spin on bullets. <laughs> 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 and yeah, that that is what uh, that is what style. Punching with, with the clear. <laughs> Chris Pratt is a
1: wanted. <laughs>
0: Never mind. I'm changing this campaign to a uh, <laughs> gun-fu thriller.
2: <laughs> Drop everything. Everybody, get we're a starting over. <laughs> oh goodness!
1: It's high noon.
2: <sighs> I I don't know. I keep going back to it because I'm really tempted. Because all the other like half mages. I don't know, Art of the High Mages still seems okay. But, like, the Elementalist Arcane stuff, it, that doesn't get good till way later, mm. it seems like. And it's like, if I'm only being a partial Elementalist, it's not going to get good.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I mean... And
2: then so, there's Healer. Uh, I, could just I will know
0: that, like, a partial Elementalist you do get elemental resilience, which makes you immune to most fire. It's true. Like, you still get some some pretty tasty stuff at low levels, but you are right that the spells really start to pick up near the the higher tiers.
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at these, like, if I'm only going to have a few per day, I guess they could be more utility-focused rather than combat focused yeah. i still just think i think too much like a uh a, oh what evoker like an evoker for or evocation specialist mm. wizard because that was the first wizard i ever played right the first big caster so
0: i mean like level one elementalist magic has uh shape any 10-foot cube of non-magical material. Uh, that is mm-hmm. earthstone, water flame, or air.
1: Which is pretty neat. Life bridge is uh is pretty neat. Matt, how you doing?
3: Oh, I'm good. I okay. just yep. I, I got my health. I rolled a six actually. Damn so all right. I'm gonna be oh, our, yeah. apparently gonna be our tank.
1: Yeah. So. That's probably a plus one, right? So you have seven health? Plus your con.
2: Oh, yeah, Warrior gets D6 plus plus two. Plus
1: Plus your con. Speaking of taking uncanny icker, stabbing or puncturing me can mortally wound me, but cannot kill me. (laughs) Cannot cannot result in your death. So I can get mortally wounded and then just not die if I'm stabbed. Because the uncanny icker, my blood. Um is resistant to leaving my body.
0: It's it's good Icker. I mean, like if I had to if I had to rate that Icker on a scale of like one to ten, that's like a seven.
1: Or on living persistence. Commit effort for the day as an on turn action to automatically stable stabilize when mortally wounded. So if I ever if I ever get hit that one time. Yep. So if you stabilize, do you stay at zero or do you go back up to one? Uh, you stabilize at zero. <laughs> oh, so I don't get to heal my whole health pool if I stabilize. <laughs> Darn.
0: Um, I will... I'll double check that, but no, I don't think you...
1: <laughs> I don't think you heal 100%. Oh, I fully healed! <laughs> um, you mortally wounded me? I'm back to full.
0: Yeah, so uh, normally when you drop down to zero HP... You are mortally wounded. Um, Mortally wounded creature is like unconscious or bleeding out um, and dies at the end of the sixth round after they are downed. Uh, An ally can do uh, a healing check to stop this. Um, Once stabilized, the target recovers with one hit point after ten minutes of rest. Oh, buddy! And can rise and act normally thereafter. However... They count as frail and will remain frail until they have had at least a week of bed rest. Frail PCs cannot heal damage through natural healing and will die immediately if brought to zero hit points again. A physician can try to remove the frail condition with an hour's work and a skill check against difficulty 10. They only get one chance to remove a given frailty. So, you could be resurrected from mortal wounding after 10 minutes at full health. But then, the next time you I'm get friend. hit with a shovel, you're dead.
1: <laughs> I just dodge. Yeah, so, it, yeah, just, just dodge. It's interesting with Uncanny Icker that predators find me nauseating and will not bite me unless provoked. Yeah, they It's an extra layer of protection. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm trying to... That one health is not going down easy, okay? <laughs> Mark my fucking words. Knock on wood. That is that is going to be the most efficient single hit point of
0: health ever seen. Yes. <laughs> really, though, like what you should try to do is get hit for a lot of damage all at once. Because it's it's just all, take the
2: biggest thing and you still only have one HP.
0: It's it's water under the bridge, right? Because yeah, like even if it does twenty damage to you, that's nineteen damage wasted.
1: Oh, okay. So there's no there's no rule for like insta kill. Uh, or... I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean,
0: I could be insta killed with three damage. Beyond the like in D rules. Beyond the insta kill of
1: like if no. somebody.
0: Like places dynamite directly against your
4: chest. I will rule that you have been dismembered. And no.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm undead. Yeah. Well, now you're just dead. I want that to be my folk eye. I want to be a zombie. <laughs> plus, yeah. f- plus five to HP pool. Plus um, fifteen HP. Weak to weak to bludgeon damage. <laughs> AC is minus one.
0: Uh, if you do legitimately want to do that, we could talk about it, but.
1: Okay. Um... I mean, at this point, what have I got to lose? <laughs> Your crispy 16 AC? Yeah, but. Mm. That's not.
2: Look, see you, you gotta theory. you gotta remember, like it's sixteen AC is not that much in five E. Like that's kinda middle of the road in five E. But here we're rolling with much smaller bonuses.
1: Yeah, but that can still I can still I'm gonna die. You shouldn't be getting if somebody a hit that rolls often. A 17, 18, yeah, you're a mage, you shouldn't 20. Be... I have a I have a twenty percent chance of just dying every time somebody <laughs> swings at me. <laughs> well, don't I don't sw- think you I'll, understand.
3: I'll, I'll just stand in front of you all the time. Yeah, oh, fine.
0: don't get swung at. <laughs> um, cool.
2: I I am rejecting temptation. By the way, I'm going to be a healer. Okay. <laughs> secondary mage. Cool. So.
1: Uh, I can dabble in life drain. And, like, channeling, like, brokering um, life energy between people. That's fun. So, Life Bridge. You can transfer life force between willing or helpless participants. Commit effort for the day. For the rest of the scene, you can shift hit points from one willing or helpless target no smaller than a dog to another as a main action provided you are touching both. Yeah. So... There are You steal are HP some from the healing option. Consume life energy. Uh red harvest. That's more healing for myself though. There's there are healing I can uh oh, I just ah! I wanna s <laughs> want an ability that's gonna heal me, but it doesn't matter what my health is closed. <laughs>
2: It's just are, for it's well, just for one level. For level one. Yeah, totally. Just one
1: I'll level. I'll roll better than two ones next time. Yeah. yeah. Red Harvest. That's you are empowered spirit. by death. As an instant action, whenever an intelligent living creature with at least one hit die perishes, within fifty feet of you, commit effort for the day to either heal one D six plus your level of lost hit points or gain a plus four on your next hit roll this scene. Can only be used once per round. I just, oh, something over there died. Yeah. Uh, And then it's yours. That's
2: that's been some wonderful slurping ASMR.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they're within 50 feet, you got to have some kind of, you got to have a strong vacuum. Yeah. Bone talker. Oh, it's like, speak with the dead. I think I'm going to take on Keni Icker. All right? Or huh. What do you what spells would I have to commit effort to when I'm casting? Smite uh, the dead. Uh no. usually
0: spells don't require it. There might be like one or two that do, but okay. most of the time commit effort <laughs> is for your arts. Um Okay. Uh so of note, um when you're picking spells, necromancers can prepare and cast high magic in addition to the necromancer specific spells. So um Your your list does include uh all of the really weird ones up above.
1: In the high mage yeah. section.
2: Oh, Elementalists get High Magic as well. Oh, okay. I take it they just don't get as much then? I haven't actually looked at High Mage much.
0: Yeah, the... Um...
2: Oh, yeah, High Magic gets two arts to start with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, High Mage is... Uh, like... Right. And these are just various specializations of it, so you don't have to question what works. Okay. Yep. Cool still gonna be a healer just to be sure okay i might be rolling up a second character after this session (laughs) but
0: yeah 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 yeah. um so yeah if uh if people are semi satisfied with their magic tradition uh where does that leave us
1: Yeah, I need to go back up to the end of character creation. Yep. Um... Oh, pick a free skill. That's right.
3: Where do you pick the free free skill from? Is it
0: just back up from the initial list? Uh, yeah, so that uh, you pick one skill is just like any skill. Um, skill list is on page 13 of the PDF. Yes. Uh, it can be any of those uh, and you can increase a skill that you already have learned up to rank 1 if you would prefer. Or you can grab something new. It's just this is there so you can round out or, you know, fill a gap in your class or what have you. And then, uh, don't worry too much about the equipment packages. Um, I'll specify once we start, like, your equipment and things like that. But the the gist of it is, um, you have all been accused of some grievous crime against the Lord of Gold. Whether or not you actually committed this crime is up for debate, but the uh, outcome is the same, and that is that you will be uh, essentially part of a prison labor gang that is sent out to delve the ruins. And you may be uh, under-equipped when you first emerge into the dark, but uh, ample opportunity to scrounge weapons and things like that so that's how we'll be doing that probably oh but you will have your in the case of casters you'll have your grimo- grimoires and whatever you know casting paraphernalia
1: Mm. No isn't really a skill that fits with my character, but I think it would be helpful because like what what indentured servant would have had the opportunity to read anything in their master's library?
0: It's entirely possible that you. I mean,
1: you're like maybe a high servant.
0: Yeah, you could have been, you know, cleaning the study, and uh, while the master was out, you finished up an hour early each day and perused whatever book was open on the table. Or um, it could be that you had a a stolen uh, trove of you know partial textbooks and figments right. and scraps of paper. Or. um... Maybe you were simply very good at eavesdropping, and for a time you were employed at a uh, particular guild or place of knowledge. Um, or maybe the uh, terrible Frankenstein-esque experiment that created you. Uh, they had a little bit of brain from somebody who was like a <laughs> an Oxford doctorate.
1: Yeah, it wasn't an Abbey Normal brain. It yeah, was, yeah, uh... exactly. It was a. Uh, it's a good. It was a fresh, uh, wrinkly brain. Uh huh. But only like part of it. <laughs>
0: like a, like a lobe. They're like, no, we can't put a whole second brain in here. There's no room. But.
4: <laughs> but maybe just like a, like a
0: piece. That's how science. A part works. of one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a I little mean, bit of extra brain for a little bit sneak, of extra intel. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Sneak makes sense for that first scenario, though, too.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, as so long, as you, can, this. As, long as you can as long as you can justify time. the skill, like take whatever seems appealing.
1: Magic zero, no zero. Record your saving throws?
0: Yep. So, saving throws are a little bit weird in Worlds Without Number. They are a static value, um, and you are rolling uh, against that. So, uh, each save, uh, there's three. Uh, I think there's three. There's three plus luck, but... um, Your saving throw is 15... Minus the best of your strength or con modifier. Um, and that's your f- that's your physical save. And so that's like poison, disease, exhaustion. And then evasion is 15 minus intelligence or dex. And then mental is 15 minus wisdom or charisma. Um, the way a saving throw works is that whenever you make a save, you just roll a flat d20. And then you have to get over that number. So, if you have a really, really high dexterity, that fifteen becomes like a ten, and yeah. then you just have to roll over a ten to succeed.
1: Uh, Do you, you get modifier? Do you get modifiers to the roll, or is it the static? Hey, it's always ten instead of I'm rolling fifteen and adding five. It's to try usually and it. it's usually
0: always just static. I might like okay in an instance where a a check is like a save is particularly difficult or particularly easy. I might tell you to add a d6 or something, but okay, um, that's more more on my side of the table. And then luck is always fifteen. Uh, <laughs>
1: you don't want to rely on luck
0: if you can help it.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to rely on strength. Because that's
2: five. Nope. (laughs) Um,
1: But con is a 13. Yeah. Still, that's, that's 15. If you don't have a modifier, you don't reduce the save or the save threshold at all.
0: Yeah, if you have a plus zero, it's just 15. Ugh. 15 or higher on a D20? You can do that.
1: It is possible. <laughs>
2: Like hitting your AC, it's no problem, yeah, right? Yeah. If you're if you're that worried about getting hit, then you know you got that much faith that you can roll luck, right? No it's big like, deal.
1: Oh, you know, it's my I'll just always take luck. Yeah. My AC is only sixteen. It's like, yeah, that that save threshold is only fifteen. That's easy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so my evasion is fourteen. My mental is fourteen. And my physical is 15.
0: All right. Uh, And then the last thing is a name and a goal. I'm
3: going to have to work on that. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. uh, by no means do you have to have your character completely built now. Um, I suspect that the beginning of the first proper session will be like 20 minutes of Ironing out any last details and yep. getting K Hall up to speed and everything. So, no worries. Um, I think with the remaining time we have, I'll probably like cut do a hard cutoff in like half an hour for a good a good meaty two hour uh, podcast to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: the the extra extra edition. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. For anybody who wants to listen to this, which. I, if you I mean, are still listening out there, first of all, patches, uh, good to see you. Um, <laughs> second, this is how the sausage gets made, folks. Like, um,
2: no, we we are we are often much more succinct than this. There's a lot of decision paralysis yeah. with a brand new system. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is this is what it is like to adopt a completely new system from a bunch of. I would say like mostly tabletop veterans um Mm -hmm. so if you're ever like man i don't know if i can do this it took me three hours to make a character that's normal that's fine yeah you're doing great you're beautiful and we love you true Um, it's very true so i think uh if everyone's mostly at a spot with their characters that they're feeling comfortable with uh now's a good time if you have any questions about the setting or specifics or tech level or you're just interested to know about something or you're like hey can baseball factor heavily into this campaign i was really <laughs> hoping baseball would be involved um, yeah Matt, i was thinking eric this time Cochran, we we yeah, go with yeah, golf
2: yeah. this time, you know?
0: Golf would be good. So uh, the problem with that is there is no grass in the uh, Howling City. No. Um, so it's just all sand traps. Yeah, I don't yeah, see a problem with this. Uh, nobody has ever scored par on the 18 <laughs> holes of the Howling City, except for the Lord of Gold, who of course. got a hole in one on every single hole. Demi human. Yeah. <laughs> a demi-human. yeah. yeah. Uh, not a human. Um, it's very specifically a demigod,
1: but. Not oh, demi. Human. Sorry, not demi-human. Yeah. Yes. um
2: So, with that in mind, what is the tech level? You brought that up. Is like, ah, oh, hey, ask me about oh, this.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, how, you, how
2: medieval were we talking?
0: Um, fairly medieval. So, I, I will say, I alluded. You know, there's been hundreds of years of uh, deep sordid history, but, um, the important caveat here is that. When you breach a hole into exospace, the stuff that comes flooding through, aside from the demons, is the sort of paraphernalia or aura or matter of their world that is collectively known as drift. And this is uh, colloquially sort of a catch-all term for... Uh, like chaos magic and other effects that alter how physics works. And it might be that, oh, you know, in this area for this short amount of time, water freezes at a slightly lower temperature or uh, over here, uh, the way density works is a little bit wonky for half an hour. But um, this has profound effects on advanced technology because if you have something very delicate like a microprocessor and suddenly the you know number of electron orbitals for the copper atom is changed a human will usually survive that if it only lasts for a few seconds but a microcontroller could be irreparably damaged or you know short out or have some incredibly strange behavior so um typically What you will find in this setting is that most people get by with the sort of, uh, you know, I would say early renaissance level of technology and industry. There are, uh, you know, wagons and wheels and the occasional, uh, you know, bellows for the forge and things like that. And. Uh, very, very rudimentary, like water wheels and uh, you know auto hammers for blacksmiths. But uh, things like <laughs> advanced electronics are—they uh, exist in the world certainly, but it's always kind of a crapshoot whether or not they've survived the passing of time, or if they will still do what they were originally designed to do. And hmm. Guns kind of fall into this murky gray area in the middle where uh, guns exist, but they are the sort of thing that is typically owned by the elite or their direct minions rather than uh, you know the common rank and file. Uh, part of this is that guns are not really economical to field in large numbers because they require constant maintenance. Um, far in excess of what they would require in maintenance in, like, our world. Basically, every single day after you have used a gun, you have to strip it down to its parts, measure each of the parts to make sure that they haven't gotten, you know, larger or smaller, make sure that each of the, uh, you know, precision milled pieces still work, ensure that your gunpowder hasn't turned into sludge or flower petals, um lots of preventative maintenance to keep them from uh jamming in the field and even then uh just on the mechanical side of things guns in this particular setting will probably have like a jam chance that you roll every time you fire them so Mm. uh very powerful and very dangerous but also uh potentially very unreliable is kind of the answer to How's technology doing? There are ways to insulate certain pieces of machinery or technology against the effects of drift and sort of magically harden it against the shifting of reality, but these techniques are typically pretty esoteric or occult in nature. So, like, it is not out of the realm of possibility that someone would. Consecrate a rifle with like animal sacrifice to uh bless it and protect it from the ravages of exospace. Um, the holy
2: hurlant of Antioch,
0: yeah. Essentially, uh, a lot of the pieces of technology that are still in existence and still functioning correctly do so because there is a uh. A tradition built up around them, or rituals undertaken to preserve their function.
1: How about population density, what specifically? Sharon or Sharoon?
0: How do Charoon. you say Sharoon. Uh, is. How... Yeah. Go um, ahead. that is a good question. I would say uh, population density. You're probably looking at. Twenty-five thousand people total. Okay. Um, pretty small. Uh, Sharoon is like, Sharoon is like the lordship domain, so it's uh, better off than your typical wanderer camp or like scavenger enclave. But, um, twenty-five thousand is probably about the upper carrying capacity of the city. Uh. Part of this has to do with food scarcity. Um, You can imagine that on spite, uh, with the ground consisting mostly of blasted glass or shifting dunes or rusted out buildings, the amount of arable land is essentially non-existent. Uh, So a lot of what people subsist on are Uh, large creatures that have been hunted out in the dunes and brought back and butchered. Um, But for the vast majority of the people living in Sharoon, and to a lesser extent, uh, a good chunk of the population that dwells out in the Howling City, um, they actually subsist off of the Lord of Gold. There is a... A substance, I will say, I will describe it as, uh, that the Lord of Gold uh, acquires or produces, it's not really clear, uh, that is distributed to the populace as a sort of staple food. Um, The sort of proper or official term for this uh, substance is usually something along the lines of, you know, the... The Lord's boon, or uh, you know, the Lord's token, or something. But um, in less pious and less respectful circles, it is often known as uh, Lord Bile. Uh, it is sort of a, it's a gruel. A, it's it's like a gruel essentially. Um, it is better than eating, you know, filth and dirt, but. Uh, only by a few steps up the ladder. Um, that is part of why there are so few cities left on spite is that uh, functionally a society cannot exist permanently without the uh, without one of these benefactors providing uh, this sort of magical sustenance. Um, the the planet has been so thoroughly scoured that uh, essentially the only remaining sources of food are these uh gods and then also whatever you know 200 year old rations can be found in the unspoiled ruins of the howling city and other arcologies like it.
1: There are absolutely like, no known oases outside of the arcologies. There's rumors,
0: many rumors, of course, abound of, you know, a promised land or a uh, a place where green might still grow. Uh, no doubt, when you were growing up in Sharoon or, you know, the surrounding areas, you would have heard many stories about a friend of a friend of a cousin of a grandfather who swears upon his deathbed that uh, one day when he ventured out too far while scavenging, he beheld over the crest of a dune a distant shimmering pond of crystal clear water uh, flanked on all sides by trees, but um, certainly you've never seen it, and you suspect that if such a thing existed uh, it would be firmly within the grasp of the Lord of Gold already. Uh, There are there is a society outside of the sort of moving cities built around the uh, the godlords. Uh, they're kind of collectively known as the edgewalkers. Um, these are more of like tribal or nomadic people who, uh, through great hardship, of course, are able to cross the deserts and sort of move between uh, these great cities where they will you know, stop for a time and gather or collect themselves and then set out once more on. Typically, uh, they have tamed uh, these sort of very large creatures uh, and they will use them as beasts of burden to move their entire village from one place to another. As for what the sort of wildlife subsists on, uh, there's any number of theories. Um, Many sort of, you know, more beetle-like life forms seem to be able to sift uh, minute particles out of the sand and, you know, consume that. Or they are able to eat uh, toxic things that even a even the hardiest human's digestive system could not grapple with. Um, and certainly, they have been around long enough now. That they have adapted to life among the arcologies, and a sizzling lake of caustic coolant to them is a, a delicacy, uh, whereas to many other people it would be a death sentence.
1: Repeat that last part. Some, some are. There's some wildlife uh, that lives within the arcologies. Yeah,
0: um, and it, it ranges from you know small insect life up to. More of like large apex predators, you would expect. Uh, All this whole ecosystem kind of built around the decaying processes of the arcologies. So there might be a particular kind of beetle that feeds exclusively on the wiring conduits inside, you know, particular power cells that have long since died. And then some other grazing animal will feed on those. And then that forms the sort of foundational stone for an ecosystem
1: is magic something common within the within Sharoon as opposed to other cities or is it rarer rare, rare here
0: um
1: i would say that every, is there a differential i mean between everybody in the their cities? life
0: has experienced magic but not everyone can use it right um sheroon You've never been to another one of these, uh, you know, lord fortresses. Gotcha. Um, So, of course, you know, growing up, they tell you that the other lords are wicked tyrants and their people are senseless and barbarous and they would sooner kill you and eat you than look at you. But um, you have to take this with a grain of salt given uh, that. I'm sure for many of you, the Lord of Gold seems plenty barbarous and tyrannical itself. Um, f- from the stories that you would have gathered, and from the, uh, the very few travelers who do pass through or somehow make their way between these distant points through sorcery or technology or some profane combination of the two, um, they likely have a similar kind of complement of magic users. but true magical gifts are rare, I would say. Um, there is the occasional, you know, court wizard who may be able to cast a single spell per day, but um, wizards of you know great power and great prestige are, often jealously hoarded by the lords as a sort right. of you know ultimate defense against the machinations of the others um the attitude of they kind of sound like mistborn in rarity and in use yeah i think that's a really good analogy for it it's like um being a uh Being an alomancer is uncommon, and being a mistborn is much rarer than that. Um, in the same way that like having a tiny bit of magic or like a magical quirk or knack where you can like, oh, I always roll fives on a d6, uh, and my that's all I can do, or like, oh, I I always uh, you know, I can tell from looking at a door whether or not it's locked. That's like these little magical happenstance things that uh, a person might have and make use of three or four times in their life versus somebody who can actually not just draw upon the ambient magic around them, but shape it into a meaningful spell. uh, That's that's big business right there. That's uh, gotcha. That's a big ticket item. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so depending on your social status you may or may not sort of hide or downplay your magical aptitude um certainly if you were a destitute family on the edge of you know shiru not even able to place down your tents inside the wall so low as your status um The Lord of Gold would not think twice about taking your child from you if it was discovered that they were uh, powerful in the sorceress arts. Uh, And whether or not you would be compensated for that is... uh, (laughs) probably up to the discretion of the particular warden or soldier that happened to be dispatched that day. For the vast majority of people, though... um, a spear will suffice uh, much more readily than magic will.
1: Right. It 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 will likely be a parlor trick, and yes. if it's not, it's still going to be so complicated that it's it's just a whole lot easier to pick up a spear. Yeah,
0: and for many <laughs> um, um, unpredictable. Uh, yeah, magic is uh, a fairly dangerous art. Uh, it's not unheard of for people to inflict Polymorph serious themselves. damage on themselves <laughs> or you know bystanders. So, um, if you stood out in the middle of the town square or you know one of the town squares of Sharoon and started casting a spell, somebody would probably tackle you. <laughs> um, or. Or they would signal a guard and a guard would shoot you with
1: a crossbow. Gotcha. They'd be really alarmed at what you were doing.
0: Yes, uh, it would it would be a
1: public disturbance.
0: It would be like, like um
1: building a pipe bomb in a in a subway.
0: Yeah, it would be like going into uh, like a
1: crowded
0: shopping mall and like firing a gun into the air.
4: <laughs> uh, people,
0: people would not take kindly to that because no. even even the most mundane or seemingly benign magic can very readily kill someone if you're not careful. Magic is many things. It is very seldom petty. Uh, even even minor magical miracles are just that—you uh, know—a miraculous
1: showing. I guess we'll discover more about the world as we explore it. Mm
2: -hmm. Probably. But so, even like healing magic would be looked upon sort of the same way?
1: Uh, Healing magic is
0: probably uh, of a slightly higher status. um, Okay. Just because of its obvious utility. And um, if you are lucky enough to have been healed by healing magic, that's usually like the difference between life or death. Yeah. Uh, That means a lot to a lot of people, obviously. I would say um, healers are still regarded with a sort of superstition or, like... Even if people understand that what you do is helpful and beneficial, it's still the fact that they have no understanding, really, of how you're doing it. And... um having to essentially place themselves entirely into your hands and trust that you know what you're doing and you're able to fix whatever's wrong and your magic won't suddenly stop working or leave them backfire disfigured or yeah any number of strange effects like that
4: um yeah okay
0: so i would say like a a typical somebody who had healing magic would probably be like a well-regarded figure within their immediate community, but um seen as eccentric at the very least to outsiders because um, for a lot of healers, your magical means might not be entirely logical or readily apparent to people who aren't versed in the arts. And it's like, oh, you know, you're you're sitting there explaining to someone that this is the you know correct procedure for this, as you're placing like a heated stone onto someone's forehead and then telling them to chew this burned insect and then
1: uh yeah. you know yeah.
0: drawing some kind of runic sigil around their hand. Um to the layman, these are sort of strange and unconnected uh oddities that do not paint a larger arcane picture.
2: Right, right. Okay.
0: Yep.
1: Well, I'm gonna have to think on. I'm gonna have to chew this cud for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Figure out what I want to do. <laughs> yep. Because yep, I yep. might. I might wanna. I might wanna issue the impervious defense for some kind of uh, otherworldly.
0: Yeah, Make and uh, if you want to talk like a specific origin or a you know yeah. zombie focus, uh, we can definitely do that, and okay. uh that'll just be something we'll have to sort of hash out offline, and then, uh, yeah, just let me know.
2: Yeah, we'll do. Same I have one. a lot of ideas right now, just <laughs> too many to come to a like. Yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. It's like I've got what I've rolled here, and I like that, but you know,
3: yeah, I yeah.
2: It, it's it's the bones. I still got to put the meat on it.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: well, um, I think this is probably a good spot to wrap up here. Then seems good, uh, unless there's any last minute questions about characters or world or anything.
1: That's all I can think of right now.
0: All right. Uh, you know where to reach me, of course, if something comes up. To any listeners right, right, right. out there who may have stuck with us for the full two hours of us uh, talking uh, stats and looking at a book that you don't have in front of you and <laughs> me going on semi-related tangents about world lore, uh, you have my gratitude and my amazement. Uh, thank you for joining us. I've been Waffle. I will be your Dungeon Master for the Shattered Cosmos in this upcoming multi-month hiatus of the Alchemist Club. Joining me here today we had Daniel.
2: I'm Zach. <laughs> and
1: I'm Matt. <laughs> Daniel, playing unnamed necromancer.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I was like, we're not really playing anything right now. It's just us. Playing so...
1: yeah, file there you go. not found.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Missing <redacted>. text. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh we look forward to uh to doing a fun little song and dance for you coming up soon bye